welcome to Dance Matters Podcast, the place where we talk all things dance and the performing arts industry. A place where we share knowledge and real stories from people in the industry in the hope of inspiring and educating. We are your hosts, Kaylee and Charlie. There is no doubt that the last two years have brought difficult and challenging moments to the entire world. The dance community has been hit particularly hard given that they are a group of people who really thrive off performing for people. They live for the energy and excitement of an audience or a room full of eager dancers. It has been incredible to see how the community has adapted and managed to continue learning and growing with online classes. And although it means classes with your favourite choreographers and are more accessible than ever, a Zoom class from your lounge room will never replace that feeling you get from a studio or stage. Hang in there guys. I know some of you are really doing it tough in terms of motivation, but keep training and keep setting those goals to work towards. As Gaynor Hicks told us in her interview, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Because one day soon the world is going to open up again. The stage will be lit and the audience will be waiting. Until that time comes, we hope that our episodes and interviews provide you with some inspiration and motivation. Remember the whole world is going through this. How you use the time lies in your hands. Today's guest is definitely someone who inspires and motivates me. We all face challenges just like today's guest, but it's her attitude towards those challenges that makes a true difference. Amelia Cronin is an 11-year-old hard-working and talented dancer who absolutely blows me away whenever I watch her on stage. But what is more incredible than her flexibility, strength and technique is the fact that she was born with a severe hearing impairment. Amelia has had to adapt the way she learns new choreography and rely more on counting than necessarily hearing all the beats of the music, but it has not stopped her. This incredible young dancer has made it into the top five at national dance competitions, was awarded two first places in national dance sections, and she has successfully auditioned for roles in Bonnie Lithgow's pantomime. Amelia explains to us what life is like with a hearing impairment, how we can best support others with hearing difficulties, and why it's made her the incredible person she is today. Please welcome the amazing Amelia Cronut. Hi Amelia, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. You're an incredible young dancer. Let's start with a bit of getting to know you. How old are you? I'm 11 years old. Where do you dance? I dance at French Street. How old were you when you first started dancing? I was three years old when I started dancing and I started competing when I was eight. Why do you think you were put into dance lessons? I think I was put into dance lessons because my mum was looking for an activity that would be good for my social skills because for the first couple of years, I didn't really use words to communicate because I would mumble. So my mum just said I danced all the way through pregnancy so she just thought it would be inevitable that I would be dancing right after I was born. What styles of dance are you trained in? I do tap, ballet, contemporary, hip-hop, jazz, musical theatre and lyrical. What style do you love the most? I don't have one favourite style because I enjoy all of them but I have really come to love and appreciate ballet in the last year because of my teacher Miss Daniel. What ballet are you studying? Do you study the red syllabus? Yeah so we're learning like RAD for exams. And what grade are you doing at the moment? I'm doing the first year of Interfoundation. Oh, okay. Awesome. So are you on point shoe? So I got my point shoes before lockdown and we're just doing some point work because we're possibly having our exam right after. So we have to do some point work well, just to practice. Now for a person who's never danced ballet and has never been on point shoes, do they hurt? Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> they hurt a lot. <laughs> but like I guess a lot of people have said once you get used to them and they're looser, then, like, it won't hurt as much, but 
I really just got them. They're very recent to me, so yeah. Amelia, you were born with a hearing condition that significantly impairs your hearing. Can you tell us a little bit about that condition? So congenital sensory neural is a type of hearing loss you are born with. So there is damage in my internal hearing organs, and in the inner ear there is an organ called a cochlea. There are hairs on the cochlea that vibrate, and that's how we perceive sound. But some of my hairs are damaged, so I can only hear some sounds, and I can hear some sounds better than others. And you were born with this condition. When did mum realise you had it? We were doing those testings when I was a baby, and they had said that I did not hear and I didn't react to the test. So they had found out about it, and I guess three days old, my mum found out about it, and we went to a place called Hearing Australia, and they just helped us, educated us about it. So yeah, that's how we know about it. Now I've had the pleasure of watching you dance a number of times and there is no way I would have realized you had any difficulty hearing the music. How does your hearing loss affect your dancing? Sometimes the teachers will put dance moves on the beats that are really quiet and I might not be able to hear them so if I do the dance I might do the dance move a beat later and then I might be late so I might not do it correctly and that might be because of the noises surrounding me. Maybe the wind is just really loud and I can't hear it or maybe it's just really it's just a very quiet beat. So when I learn a routine or a combo or any type of dance, I'll make sure to listen to the music over and over again so I can understand where the beats are and when they come and what's before. You have hearing aids and an FM system, but that comes with its own difficulties. Tell us how they operate. So I wear something called a BTE, which stands for behind the ear hearing aid. It is connected by a tube, then goes into the mold, then into my ear. It is life-changing, but it also amplifies all sounds. It doesn't necessarily make it clearer unless I'm in a small quiet room with fantastic acoustics then I can hear well. It helps, but I still miss to hear lots of things. If you are next to me, I can hear you pretty well. If you go a little further away, I can still hear you, but it's a bit harder. Then when you get really far away, I don't really hear you. This is maybe because, like I said, the noise is surrounding me, but this is where the FM comes in. An FM is a microphone that my teachers wear, and it's a Bluetooth to my hearing aid. The FM is used when I'm at school, dance, or any noisy place, depending on if the walls are made from solid bricks or thinner material. I can still hear you far away like when my mom forgets to meet it in a competition and I'm on the wings of the stage and she's talking to her friends. Sometimes people ask if I go to the other side of the world does it really work? Well of course it doesn't but it helps me in many other scenarios. So will most of your teachers at Brent Street wear the FM system when you're in a class? Yep so all of them wear my FM and when I'm at lunch I just keep it in my bag. And so if mum has it on and you are backstage you can still hear her talking to you? If she hasn't gotten it so if she's muted it it's fine but if she doesn't mute it and I'll like trying to tell her because I can't run down I'm like mom can you please mute it I'm trying to get it to her from the side (laughs) yeah can you give us a breakdown of how you learn a dance routine given your hearing loss so I start off by learning the curry because that is obviously the most important part of a dance and then I learn the counts the counts are really important for me because if I don't hear the music, I can count, for example, five, six, seven, eight, and then just count the counts in my head and continue the chorus that goes to that count. The next thing that I do is listen to the music constantly until I understand the beats and just know the order of the music. Then I memorize everything. I keep practicing it until I can do it with my eyes closed. Have you ever been to a comp where you've had trouble hearing the music as you've danced? Yes, I have had troubles before. It hasn't happened often 
reason though because my mum always encourages me just to say can you turn the music up a little louder it's only happened a couple of times when I kind of hear it I start to kind of know when it's what so yeah this certainly hasn't stopped you what are some of your proudest dance moments I have three so the first were at Get the Beat Nationals in 2019 it was my first ever nationals and me and my mum were clueless we had no idea where to go what to do or hardly anyone so I was terrified <laughs> the first best part about it was that I got two first places in a solo comp and a couple of other awards but like that was amazing I did not expect to get two first places in nationals but the best part and the second most proudest moment was chance of champs basically it's a competition where you and your age group compete there are two places you can get top 10 and top 5 then the top 5 will compete that night and go up against each other to see who will get 5th, 4th, 3rd, 2nd and 1st overall. My whole family had come to see me compete but they were leaving that night because they wouldn't really expect me to get into top 5 because of the standard and how strong the dances were but I got into top 5. It was the most exciting thing in my dance life that has ever happened and I was next to some of the best dancers and was super nervous. I got 4th overall but that is still a big achievement because even getting in the top five was amazing. The next and final one is finding out I got into a pantomime Jack and the Beanstalk run by Bonnie Malifo. Before I did this audition for Jack and the Beanstalk, I did the Sleeping Beauty audition. I got in the second last round but didn't make it into the very last. I was really upset and was crying but that did not stop me from going to the next one which was the audition for Jack and the Beanstalk. I got into the last round and I literally called everyone in my family and told them. I didn't actually know if I was in it yet but I was still so excited to get into the very last round. I think it was like a week later and my mom got a call from Bonnie Lithgow and she was talking about my hearing and asking would it affect anything. My mom was just like no. I had that little bit of hope in me but I didn't really think I was going to get in so I kind of just went away from that thought. Then my dad picked me up from school once and just sat there and said guess what. He made me think for a long time and then I realised he meant I got into a musical, a pantomime, Jack and the Beanstalk. I was so excited and I just screamed. I think everyone heard me but I was just so excited and it was one of the best experiences I've had in my whole life. How was it performing in Jack and the Beanstalk? It was so fun. Everyone was really kind. It was just amazing. Like all the kids there that was also in it were really nice to me. Like we were all communicating, like we accepted each other. So yeah, it was really fun. But I was the youngest, so I was really shy. But yeah, it was just a really fun time. Did you have to do any singing in that? No, because I was like one of those dancers and then I'm a part of other parts of the show. Junior ensemble. <laughs> How is Bonnie to work with? We spoke to her. We had a very long conversation with her. She's lovely to talk to. How is she to work with? Bonnie Lithgow is so fun to work with she's really kind I remember there was a time where like I had I didn't really know what was going on and I just said is it okay if you guys do it again and she's just really lovely and she's really caring she's just so supportive of all of us like we all went to each other's musicals and she was just really happy so she's so fun to work with and 2019 you were fourth at get the beat nationals was that the first nationals you've been to I had never been to a nationals before so yes it was my first ever nationals it was very scary <laughs> but we got it. With your hearing loss, how does it affect you at school? So the main thing that affects me is lunch and recess. And that's because I am in the largest part of the school, which is the senior campus. And there are so many people in that area. All of the older kids are crazy. All of the younger kids are crazy. We are all talking, we're screaming. And so it's really hard to have just a simple conversation because I've got all this background noise surrounding me. When I go on inside, it's usually a lot 
easier to hear, but I still miss hear so much because maybe the teacher just has a softer voice or maybe she might have accidentally muted the FM. Do you have any goals you were working towards dance-wise? Yes, I would love to stay as a dancer. I just feel like that's me. I love dancing. And when I'm older, I would love to teach because choreographing little dance to myself is just something I do so much. My main goals for this year is learning to pick up the curry faster and also technique. For me, there are so much to improve on in those two areas, and I think they're very important parts of dance. Why do you dance? I dance because I enjoy it. I'm always so happy when I'm dancing, and if I'm a little bit down, maybe a bit sad, I always dance because it just makes me feel so much better, like not even just a 100, like a million times better. What would you most like people to know about you and your journey? Hearing loss is often called an invisible disability that means basically you can't tell I've got that type of a hearing disability just by looking at me this makes it really hard because people will never understand what it's like for me unless they've experienced it even though being deaf is hard there are still so many positives about it it shows who I am as a person it makes me different so I'm not the same as everyone else and it helps me become more confident when I was younger my mum used to explain my deafness to my teachers for me because I was too young to understand or explain but as I got older she had to encourage me to explain it myself because I was extremely shy. If I didn't explain it and she saw that my teachers weren't wearing my FM, she would embarrass me by hanging out the window of my classroom and waving in front of all my friends and teachers. She would make massive gestures to get me to tell my teachers to use my FM and I would get pretty embarrassed. But I'm really grateful that my mom pushed me to explain it myself because now I understand how important it is that other people understand that I am deaf and how the FM works and now I'm confident to do it myself. What are the main ways people with hearing loss learn to communicate? There are a few ways deaf people learn to communicate. There is sign language, lip reading and listening. Most of us use at least a couple of ways. My parents chose auditory oral, which is using hearing and speech developed spoken language to communicate. I'm learning to sign to be part of the deaf community, but also just for fun and to learn another language. I also lip read a lot, which is really helpful. Lots of hearing people lip read as well, but they just don't realise it. I also have some technologies that help me hear, like my hearing aids and my FM system, but unfortunately they are not a miracle cure because even with my technologies, sometimes I mishear or miss out on the speech and social cues. I can hear, but listening can be really hard. Hearing means to be able to hear noises. Listening is more about understanding what is being said to me. When I say listening is hard, it doesn't mean that I don't listen to my parents or my teachers. It just doesn't come naturally to me and I can only understand what is being audible. How important is it that hearing loss is picked up early? The early intervention program and speech therapy that I have gone through and will be in for a long time has taught me to speak like a normal person but there are still challenges and unfortunately people misunderstand that and think that my hearing is 100% cured. Even with my technologies my hearing will never be the same as a normal person until science finds a way to repair my damage again. Have you ever faced challenges with people not understanding? There was a re- recent incident of someone saying I can almost suggesting that I am pretending to be deaf than I am. It was so upsetting but a lot of people supported me and it didn't stop me from pushing through. Overall, I had had a very challenging journey, but it has never stopped me from keeping on going and being confident in who I am and accepting the fact that I am deaf and I will forever be deaf. Even if someone tries to bring me down, it will hurt, but they actually make me stronger because I have to pick myself up and move on. <laughs> has there ever been a time you've gotten upset or angry that this is your reality, you were born deaf and you are going to have to deal with that your whole life? Has it ever made you upset and angry? I have been upset that I'm deaf because I just, I feel like 
like it's really hard because there are so many people out there who they're going to say things like you're pretending to be deaf and that's really upsetting for me because hearing that people are trying to say that I'm, that's just me pretending, it hurts me a lot and I've definitely gotten very upset that I was born deaf and I didn't realise that it's actually helped me in my life. But now I, it's just me, like... There's nothing to be upset about right now. So I have gotten upset in the past, but now I'm just appreciating and accepting that I am deaf. How do you yeah. get through those challenges? Is it mum, dad, is it your family who help you get through when you feel down? My mum has helped me so much. In those hard times, she's always explained, there's always going to be those people who's going to try to hurt you because they might just be jealous or they're just trying to get the attention. And I'm really grateful that my mum's helped me because she's always told me, it's fine because they can say whatever they want to say but that's not going to stop you from being you and ever since she's told me that I've just thought you know what I'm going to let them say what they want to say but I'm just going to prove them wrong because I'm not that type of person so my mom's always helped me and she's taught me to help myself as well so yeah. You were mentioning that you've been through speech therapy and things in order to speak properly and articulate well was that something you had difficulty with growing up learning your sounds and being able to verbally speak as a baby as a child I yes definitely a hundred percent I found it really hard to just understand what people are saying straight away it took some time most of the time my mom would say like that's what she means and I'll be like oh yeah so yes but speech therapy has helped me so much even if it can be annoying having to go to speech therapy it's just really helped me well I wouldn't be here now if I didn't go through all that so yeah what is something we can do in our day to be more aware of people with hearing loss and assist them the main thing hearing people can do and it can be annoying sometimes but is to be patient someone who is deaf may not hear or understand what you're saying it may take some time for them to understand they're not ignoring you they may just have misheard or misunderstood what you said deaf people may not hear what you say the first time so you may need to repeat yourself sometimes even multiple times so they can understand one thing that is tricky is hearing the tone of what other people say and even what i say sometimes my message doesn't come across the way the right way because even deaf people struggle to hear what the actual voices sound like i might think i'm being funny and just gently teasing my friends but the tone of my voice might make it sound i'm being rude even if i don't intend to be rude so please be patient with us and at the moment where we're all expected to wear masks you actually rely a lot on lip reading don't you so that makes it really hard for you too yeah it does make it really hard and i'm always like a mummy has to come in with me when i have to talk to someone with a mask on because i get scared that i'm not going to hear them and there have been so many times where like someone talks with a mask on and I miss hear what they say and they say something completely different than what I've heard so it's definitely really hard but we'll get through it. <laughs> so definitely it's something for us all to be aware of is when we're speaking with a mask is anyone who has a hearing impairment it's going to be a challenge for them. Yeah definitely 100%. If we do go back to dance and the policy is that we have to wear a mask my mom has actually found a mask online that tells people I am deaf so that's going to really help me because it's going to show people I'm deaf and that I can't lip read because there's something covering your mouth and the mask is obviously fabric covering your mouth and sometimes it may sound like mumbling to me 
so I won't hear them straight away. And I have worn that mask out before and I felt so confident with myself because it's quite obvious that I've got a mask on saying I'm deaf and bold riding. So I just felt really confident because everyone saw it and I was just so happy. I love that you are so confident. I love that you're owning it and you're an amazing dancer and I can't wait to see you perform in the future. Can't wait to see you back at a comp. So thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me here. Thanks, Amelia, so much for joining us today. Remember, you can find all of our previous episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Please feel free to get in touch with any feedback or questions you have via DM on Instagram at Dance Matters Podcast. Don't forget to head over to My Diva Squad to check out their amazing bags and dance accessories. They have the best bags. Keep dancing. And remember... Listen, love and learn. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.